0: Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast that starts things off with A Slice of Life, which covers unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. But it doesn't stop there. Following A Slice of Life, I take one story from my collection of many and share it with you. So if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today's slice of life is interesting, to say the least. You know, for most of my life, I grew up with storytellers of all kinds. Some that, if alive today, though, would probably be locked up with folks saying they're racist. Today, you can't say anything about anybody. And I have to say that it saddens me to see what is going on in our world today, especially with all these protests relating to abortion, environmental, globalization, guns, immigration, labor, r- race, religion, response to the coronavirus, taxes, war, women's rights. And that if that isn't enough, we now got a bunch of folks that is destroying statues, homes, and businesses, which to me makes no sense at all. You know, I'm kind of coming to believe that I think these people have too darn much time on their hands. Anyways, I'm not sure how or why I got on this topic. I guess it must have been playing around some in my mind. The story today, though, has nothing to do with what I just said. Nope, it's all about some items that over the years has actually made life a bit more enjoyable for some. To me, There's nothing more enticing than to reflect back to a time when things and happenings were at the very least understandable. So with that, let's get on to the story I have lined up for you today. I hope you enjoy cider. Thinking back to my farming days, I remember making some fine wines and things, and yes, some bad ones too. I should mention, even though I made a few not-so-good tasting wines, They never went to waste, as my lovely wife used them for cooking. They are perfectly good enough for marinating a steak in overnight, she always said. We don't make as much wine today since we left the farm, but I still enjoy a nice drink of cider every once in a while when I can get it. But I am a bit fussy on the kind I drink. When my wife and I first met years ago, I told her that I liked my apple cider the way I like women hot, fresh, and a little bit spicy. You know what she said? She said, I'm your gal. And she was right too, as I married her. My old dad, he used to have a lot of apple trees on his farm. And being so many, there was usually lots left over nearing the end of the season. When that happened in the fall, we would all head out to the orchard and pick whatever was left. Some we would put in the root cellar, which pretty well kept us supplied with fresh apples all winter long. The trick to keeping them for any length of time is that you need cool temperatures. The best would be around 40 degree mark. But you also have to keep an eye on the humidity, which should be around 35%. Keeping an eye on them two things, your apples will stay fresh for quite a spell. Well, on the subject of keeping your apples, (laughs) Laura, who raised me in the early days, said that if you want to keep the apples from browning, put them in a bowl of cold water along with three or four vitamin C tablets that have been crushed up. It's a great way to stop them from browning, she said, if you're making a bunch of pies. And I will say this, her pies were awesome, especially with a slice of aged cheese. The apples that we used for cider were usually left on the trees until just a touch of frost had hit them. Dad always said that the frost gave them that real nice sweet taste that everyone looks for in a drink. Actually, they should have listened to him years ago, as if they had, they would, ha- they would have brought in the ice wines that they have today a lot sooner, as that is how they go about it. They let the grapes almost freeze right on the vines before picking them, which in turn raises the sugar content up to almost double. I remember one year my wife and I rented a farm that had been let go in the Lake here in Ontario, Canada. That fall after harvesting grapes, I was out early trimming them as we wanted to get out of wanted to get it out of the way so we could head on down to a cottage in Florida for a month or so. Anyways, while trimming the vines, I came upon a whole row that somehow I missed. Them. So, not knowing what I should do with them, I decided to ask my dad. And on the way back home I stopped in and he suggested that I should take them down to a feller in town and have them pressed and make some wine. The grapes were almost froze, but he thought that the wine should turn out pretty good. Made sense to me, and I couldn't see a whole row of good grapes go to waste. Well, <laughs> I gotta tell you, once the juice got finished fermenting, we found it was the best tasting wine that we have ever made or tasted. I have to tell you, there wasn't a night that a bottle wasn't enjoyed while eating our supper. And when friends dropped by, it was hard to get rid of them. You know, them 245 gallon liter, or 245 gallons, or 170 liter barrels didn't last the winter that year. It was years later before I made a wine as good as it just didn't enter my mind that the freezing was what made the wine taste so good. That said, I have found over the years that one never knows when a message is being sent to us, and most of the time we just let them thoughts drift on by. After that, I kind of paid more attention to my intuitions, and I have to say some of them have paid off pretty good over the years. When it came time to make the cider, though, I can still see Dad standing, over the old hand crank press that he had set up in a small building by our barn. It was made out of wood with a crank that forced forced the slatted boards down against the apples, pushing the juice out to the bottom. It sure worked slick, and bushels of apples were put through in no time at all. Later on, Dad bought an electric one, which made things a lot easier on the arms, especially mine. The juice coming out the bottom was sure good, as not one bushel got by us without a taste or two. It was so cold, frothy, and sweet that it kept bringing us young ones back for more. Dad didn't mind and said we could have all we wanted, but if we got a bellyache later, don't come crying to him. And yes, we did get a bellyache or two, that's for sure, but it was worth it. Once we had the juice all squeezed out, the fresh cider was put into some wooden whiskey barrels, which Dad used for the hard cider. Glass jugs were used for the regular cider. The hard cider was usually drank by mostly the men, the men folks, when they all got to visiting. And after a few glasses, it it always seemed the stories would start to flow more fluently. And some were downright interesting. The regular cider was drank by us young ones, along with the women folks, who warmed it up and put spices and things into it. I remember one day, (laughs) the minister from one of our churches in town dropped by to pick up a jug of the regular kind. While they were chatting, Daddy asked me to go siphon off a jug and bring it up to him. What happened was, when I got to the wine cellar where it was kept, it was dark in there, and I messed up and siphoned them off a jug of the hard cider. Dad, well, he spotted it right off, and when he took it from me, he could smell the difference. But being the man he was, he didn't say a word and let the minister leave without telling him. You know, for years after that, that white-collared feller came back for Dad's apple cider, asking for the very same kind. Dad would just smile, siphon the off a jug or two and he would be paid and the fellow would leave ended up being dad's best customer so you see goes to show you that even a mistake every once in a while can prove to be somewhat beneficial but it wasn't just the cider that was made from for apples back then when living with reds and laura the folks had adopted me for a while apple butter was a big thing that laura used to make When our spy apples got to ripening, boy was it good spread over a piece of homemade bread. I would have eaten the whole loaf if left alone. Laura also made some candy apples every year for me to take to school for the other kids. I have to say, I sure had a lot of friends that day as they swarmed around me like bees to honey. If we had a real good year of apples, Reg would take a barrel and dump in a bushel or two of fresh pickles from our garden and cover them with the apple cider vinegar that was left over. And boy, there was another treat I could never get enough of. If you have never eaten a big old pickle soaked in a barrel of cider on a hot day, well, let me tell you, you missed out on something quite special. But I suppose it would be hard to get today. Thinking back, I can still remember seeing Reds bending over the barrel, siphoning off a jug of hard cider when good friends arrived on a Sunday afternoon, then pouring it in chilled glasses with Laura covering it with homemade eggnog and topping it off with a touch of homemade whipped cream. I even got a taste or two every once in a while. That is, if Reds and poor Laura was in a good humor. Not much, but a taste that kept me asking for more. Thinking about that, I found if I asked in front of guests, I was less likely to get refused, as most sitting around the table after having a glass or two would say. Oh, let the boy have a bit, Reg. He's almost a man now. Yep, them were the days. To sum things up for today, here is something that might put a smile on your face in these hard times. Did mine. Goes like this. A drunk got on a bus one day and sat down next to a priest. The drunk stank of wine, his shirt was stained, his face was all red, and he had a half-empty bottle of wine sticking out of his pocket. He opened his newspaper and started reading. A couple minutes later, he asked the priest, "'Father, what causes arthritis?' The priest replied, "'Mister, it's caused by loose living, being with cheap wicked women.' Too much alcohol and contempt for your fellow man. Huh, imagine that, the drunk muttered. He then returned to reading his paper. The priest then, thinking about what he had said, turned to the man and apologized. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to come on so strong. How long have you had arthritis? I don't have arthritis, father, the drunk said. But I just read in the paper here that the Pope does. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. In eBooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time: keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Castbox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey, Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.